evening and good night. And if you can think of any more, then you come up with them. The title of today's uh, Dharma talk is Abusers, Liars, and Thieves. This uh, was suggested as a topic by uh, Sanho, Mountain Phoenix. I think that's what I named him. Anyway, thank you for that title. Good one. Now, what am I going to say about that? What would you say if you had to do this? First, start at the top. No, wait a minute. Let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the bottom. Let's start not on the outside. Let's start on the inside. Any abusing going on here? Any lying going on here? So is there? Is there? Find out. Find out. Find out. It's so easy to just ignore that and distract yourself. Ignorance. Uh, uh, feed yourself with something. Passion. Or to destroy. Beat up on something. Push it away. Aggression. So easy to do that. Especially when the in, inner, inner oligarch, the inner abuser, liar, and thief has not been seen. is continually covered up by what? Fear. <clears throat> by fear, by hope, by hope of something better, by hope of a, uh, sometimes it gets so difficult, people just end this, uh, this incarnation because it's so intense. No mind training. And I don't mean being a Buddhist. If you've listened to me very long, you know I don't promote anything. Well, yeah, there's that one thing I promote. Find out who you are. Train your mind. Don't go and let another day go by without finding out who this is. <clears throat> or at least begin. Begin looking there. Sit down, hold still. Look at the wall, and eventually, the looking at the wall, even though your eyes stay open, you eventually begin to look within, which is not another direction. It sure looks that way, doesn't it? Doesn't it look like there's an outside and inside? That's a, that's a movable feast. You can eat in any direction. You can feed in any direction. You can feed on the exterior world to confirm your ideas, your opinions, your lies, your self-deceit, your other deceit. Movable. You thought that was a movie, didn't you? So the idea here with training the mind is, uh, and with addressing the topic that uh, Sanho has suggested here that we would all like to hear more about because it's all over the place. The leaders of the world are showing up as... Um, strong, strong people, strong men, strong wants, wanting to control and manipulate and be in charge, be dictators. It's quite rampant these days. But you know, that is not, that's not something that's just coming out of nowhere. That is dependently arisen. That is a, a complicated leviathan that is untraceable, unsearchable, sourceless, that is coming out of the dark into the present moment. You can't trace it, and I'm sure you've noticed you can't really do anything about the head of the dragon. The head of the dragon is there. You can't find the other end. <clears throat> Even though we try, we try to stop that by blaming, by talking to each other, by whatever from, from uh, who is your therapist to who you're going to vote for. But I'm not mocking anyone. Do whatever you need to do. Take whatever meds you need. If you need Wellbutrin, take it. If you take, need Prozac, take it. If you need to drink, Drink it. Try to use up a microbrew, though. A lot better for you. Healthier. 
or don't drink at all. You don't need to drink. You might need to feel like you need to drink, but not do anything about it. This is a form of not particular discipline, not particularly renunciation, but it may show up that way. <clears throat> Next time I clear my throat, I'm not going to do it anymore. So the idea with the, of the inner abuser, liar, thief, cheater, manipulator. You can think of a few more words. I'm sure you can too. Is not acknowledged. Then that so-called aspect of consciousness has been pushed down, ignored, repressed, depressed, or whatever you want to call it. And you seem to be having a pretty good life. Then along comes uh, Goliath. Uh, along comes uh, an intense uh, uh, a being who is a an abuser, a liar. I don't need to. You all know I'm talking about Bolsonaro, right? You all know I'm talking about who's that guy in the UK? <clears throat> yeah, that's. Yeah, I wasn't asking a question. Making a statement. And she, Uno's helping me by telling me it's Johnson. She thinks I didn't know that. So this is why these people uh, who have this, uh, have the, the, the karma, the personality, the structure in their life to bring them into pro prominence as public figures, as soon as they show up because of their unexpected, uninspected karma and, uh, or uh, inner, uh, confusion and because they're somehow found a way to validate this and just I'm just going to be the the person I've been trying to get rid of or not maybe they haven't been they have the right parents you they will encourage your uh your deceit your to your uh, lies <clears throat> and so that when that individual comes into prominence then all the 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 all of the repression or the subduing of uh, the individual uh, of literally billions of people that's been shut down may resonate positively, may, may re resonate uh, negatively. That's where all these these uh, votes come from. There's, ah, finally, somebody that knows how I feel. Or some other uh, ridiculous uh, commentary coming out of the self-centered seventh consciousness of the mind. Train your mind. You don't have to do what I say, but train your mind. But if you listen close enough, your own mind is saying that. It's saying it like, what the hell am I going to do? Well, remember this. Find out who you are. If, if, the, if the identity goes un, uninspected, then this, this uh, continued, uh, <clears throat> the continuation of the confusion, of the delusion, of the suffering, will just continue. It may it may go in under the behind the clouds for a few minutes, but it's coming back out. So if you have a uh, someone in your milieu, in your uh crowd, in your family, family, that's a difficult one because because of the blood connection, you can't actually walk away from that person. So if the abuse is coming from that direction, then you might try receiving that for a while. 
You might and receiving it is just to listen to it. Don't agree, don't disagree. Unless you're asked, then you could possibly disagree. But generally speaking, those those uh, abusers, those liars, those thieves are difficult. So if you're training your mind and you're dealing with your own inner abuser, thief, self-deception, I'm not accusing you of anything. Perhaps you're, uh, perhaps you're an angel. Perhaps you're uh, so far along the bodhisattva path that you don't need to worry about that anymore. <clears throat> but the whole world is worrying about it and then upset by it and confused by it. And you could what start right in the exact footprints that are under your toes. Start there and train your mind. No longer believe any thought patterns. No longer believe any emotions. I'm not saying by by uh, to go the other direction and disbelieve it. That's why that's why mind training is so important because the the ego mind wants a reference point, and it will take a reference point. Uh, any reference point it can get as long as it creates uh, the illusion of security. At least I know what, at least I know what to do. Well, at least I'm, you've heard that. You probably said it. I know I've said it. Otherwise, I wouldn't know about it. I know when I went in the Marine Corps many, many years ago, when, once I got in there, it was horrible. But I, but I would say to my, well, at least I have something to do. For, at least I'm not confused because I know what I have to do. Somebody's telling me. Somebody's telling me. Some stylized oligarch called the first sergeant. <clears throat> I have to think about that for another three and a half years. But then coming out of that, right back into the, the confusion, the desperation about what what should I do? What what do I do with all of this insanity that is arising in the mind stream of this person? Train your mind. See what this is. See. Don't get your information from me. I'll support you. I'll encourage you. I'll function on whatever level uh, is the most helpful to you. And it may be talking to me every six months. Maybe never talking to me again. Maybe talking to me every day. Maybe talking to someone else. Maybe listening to someone else. Listen. Receive. Receive even the, going back to Sanjo's question, how do we deal with this? <clears throat> receive it, receive it in such a way that you don't oppose it, you don't agree with it, and you don't dis you don't uh, distract yourself from it by some idea about it. Have a willingness to not know. <clears throat> the confusion is so vast and difficult that the only thing that can work with that is uh, space. And what is space? Prajna. It's not a thing. It's not an item. It's not a belief system. It's not even a Buddha. It's not even a Bodhisattva. It is beyond all of that. It's beyond consciousness. Don't believe anything I say. Don't disbelieve it and don't look away. You hear me say that constantly. <clears throat> not easy to do that. And it's very situational. So Situationally, if your cousin, your brother, your mother, your dad, or someone in, in close proximity is abusive to you in some way because of their confusion and their difficulty, well, you can keep your distance, first of all, if it's possible. But if you're four years old, you're not going to be able to keep your distance because you're getting abused by someone who towers over you. That's difficult to address. If that has happened to you, it's very likely 
because of the intense fear and pain and suffering that happened in that particular time when you were very young, it's probably been covered up. <clears throat> Continue to cover it up. Live the rest of your life until you're 78, 103. And then, but that's, you can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of that necessarily, perhaps. But that needs to be looked at, dealt with. It is dependently arisen and it does not belong to anybody. And all of that is beyond praise and blame. If you don't understand, in a few minutes, I'll stop talking. You can ask questions about it. I'm not saying there isn't a direct cause and effect between two things, but one is ignoring the, the countless numbers of things that have to occur before that one person abuses that person. And if you ignore that, uh, you're just part of the merry-go-round. You might be the really good part, the really nice horse that has blonde flowing hair. <clears throat> instead of the the one with horns and snarling teeth. Why do you think in the Tibetan tradition there is a, a beings, a, a demons like uh, Dorje Bernagchen, the black-gowned one? Why do you think they're there? Why do you think they have been brought into the Dharma? Because you need to look at that negativity. You can't just say, well, that's negative. I'm not looking at that. Have some guts. I almost said for Christ's sake, but I'm not working for him anymore. <clears throat> and no, I'm not mocking any religious uh, faith or tradition at all whatsoever. You should do what you need to do. I will support you. I've had students that have gone back into Catholicism. I support them. I've had ones that have studied, gone, left this and gone to study under Theravada monks. I support them. Why wouldn't I? They want to train their mind in another way. I don't have the right way. There isn't any such thing. <clears throat> So it seems to be necessary to see the, instead of constantly looking outside at the outside guys that are abusers or thieves or crooks or whatever, they're all, they're pretty obvious and they have their supporters, uh, that community of people who have not have been, held that down until somebody shows up and resonates as a particular frequency that suddenly your inner, suddenly the, all the things you've been trying to get rid of. Uh, you think, well, you know, here, here's someone who's actually living, actually, that resonates with that. And then there's the other situation, uh, other ones who look at that and say, oh, my, that's, there's my father or there's my uh, situation. Awareness, awareness. It's about awareness. It's not about concluding. If you're concluding, you're, you're just shutting down the very, the very wisdom eye that's trying to see what this is. If you conclude anything, it's too early. If you exclude anything, it's too early. On the other hand, I say include because that's the, of the polarities. That's the best one because that at least you're beginning to look at it. But even inclusion could take its time. Don't be too anxious about being the great includer. Well, at least I've included everything. No, you haven't. I can continue to talk or I can respond to questions if you have them. You brought up uh, an example of if we were abused as a child, we probably covered that up out of fear mm -hmm. and it might get triggered later. Yes. Uh, how does looking at the current trigger or the situation that's happening right now allow us to see what got covered up originally? It may not. 
have to start somewhere. And when I say I may not, I mean, it might not happen next week or next year or in three years. But if, if you continue, uh, it can't stay under those rocks. It can't stay under that umbrella. It can't stay there. It, it just can't remain <clears throat> because it is being, because you are continuing to what? Look at that and look at that and look at that. And you may look at that and you may find yourself being uh, uh, afraid or backing away or starting to blame others. I have a lot of students who are extremely intelligent people, much, much more uh, intelligent than I am, who blame others for how they feel. You can't do that. These are your feelings. <laughs> and don't go the other way and think there's some person who's necessarily uh, feeling that. There's just feeling. <laughs> there's no individual anywhere. But if you look in the mirror and it constantly says, no, yeah, yeah, there is. I'm the person with beautiful lips and, and the ears that I've had plastic surgery on. Now they're stuck in my head where they should be. Am I mocking you? Kind of. But not really. Not really. I mean, just to have a sense of humor about the whole situation. And that's difficult if in response to Junshu's uh, question, if you feel like, if you feel afraid and mad and upset and whatever it may be. And the way, one of the ways to release some of that is to point. One of the ways to release that is to point. Any pointing, any, 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 uh, even the whole, uh, even though the whole uh, uh, legal system is built on that because that, well, they don't know what else to do. It's a, it's a, our society is very primitive. The alien universe is looking at us and saying, let them blow themselves up. My God. They probably didn't say, my God. And they probably didn't say, let them blow themselves up. But I'm sure they're aware uh, of the in intense confusion that happens on this ball of dirt. They've <clears throat> been watching us for centuries. Do I believe that? No, I don't believe anything particularly. But looking at that situation... Within is going to be difficult for meditators. It's very difficult because you're all you have the teacher to say, meditate, train your mind, and then you go to the cushion, you sit down, and you don't realize you're dealing with not just twenty minutes of meditation or three or four hours of meditation. You're dealing, you're looking at centuries and centuries, countless, countless uh, periods of time that aren't even time in the conventional sense of relative truth, but are just timeless, which is even more time where this kind of confusion has come up and your uh, uh, karma is free and well favored. A few people, uh, uh, what, a dozen, a dozen, two dozen people maybe all together are, are listening to this. Not because this old man is so wonderful and smart, but because I'm talking about something that interests you. Who you are, what this is, what is confusion? What is suffering? Where are we going? Who are we? What, what is this situation? And what should we do with the negativity that rises in our mind stream as appearing apparently from out there or apparently from in here? Or where does that come from? Find out, find out, find out, find out what it is. So there's no doubt about it. If you're, if you're, anytime you're going back and forth, this is the very nature of confusion. That's why I say there's no, if you see what this is, it's choiceless. And if you're doing either or, you know, you, it's just the very nature of uh, duality and of confusion to, to go, should I do that or should I do that? <clears throat> so very, 
Go ahead, please. In the example of perhaps uncovering past abuse yes. as a part of the meditative path, how do we work with not resting in that as some kind of conclusion, using that uncovering as an explanation and not yeah. how do we go further? That's a, that's a great about, question. Uh, first of all, don't necessarily agree with your therapist or your psychiatrist or your meditation teacher. Don't agree with anything. Don't look away from anything. Don't agree with anything. Because if you do nothing with it, it won't. It will not hold the solidity that it appears when it shows up in your mind stream as something, as a solution, as a cause, as a, a reason. If you just look at it, just receive, just receive, just receive, then the actual receiving of that, it will start to, and there's no guarantee because it might take a long time, but it will eventually morph into, into its into the form that is actually closer to the original dependent origination that brought it about. <clears throat> you may even st start understanding what your dreams are about or not. Maybe not. Maybe you can't remember your dreams. Maybe you think you don't have them, but uh, Kevin and, and a closer, uh, a closer response would might be just continue, just continue to look at it rather than, rather than uh, see that you, the, the feeling is when you look at it, you think, well, uh, you know, you might not think, well, I need to conclude. You might just feel yourself concluding concluding this is a conclusion and and this is of course not concluding and how does this feel uncertain this may be scary and so the the ability to withstand that kind of a of a thing that's coming at you that kind of a intense uh, uh appearance of darkness or intense appearance of uh, of shadows and and things that are, are seem threatening needs to be looked at and you don't have to force it uh, as i in the other traditions sometimes there's a forced thing going on and zen tradition is very big on making people sit there forever i would say sit there forever but i'm not going to make you do it you know get up and take a break go somewhere else eat some carrots come back later sit back down so do it with your particular karma which is going to come and go and come and go rather than do it with some macho bell ringer uh, in the front of the zendo. So do it, do a lot of it, but, but do it with your, your particular frequency. The, the praise and, uh, praise and blame aspect gets in the way, the self-centeredness, the pride of ourselves of not wanting to be a failure. You know, we prefer pride over shame. I wonder why. Both of them are incorrect. They are, they're incorrect. But if you're, you might be hung up in one area, you might be hung up in the area, other area. But they're both uh, misunderstanding, and they're both hideouts for the self-centeredness. There's examples everywhere. Go ahead, please. Go ahead, please. So, going back to the title of the talk, then the abuser, <clears throat> the inner abuser, could show up as obeying the form. Is that? True, Bowie? Could. The number of ways, I mean, might even just forget numbers. I mean, just, just don't even use numbers. But yeah, it's, it's uncountable. You can't, there's, there's, the numbers don't apply there. It's, it's extensive beyond uh, the numbers racket. 
And, and it's so uh, when that abusing situation shows up in one's in environment, depending on how old you are, if you're a completely helpless three or four year old, it's just the, the nature of causes and conditions. I'm not saying it's because of your past karma. Please, let's not do that. Although that might be the case. There might be something happening there, but it, but it's not if you're just at the leading edge of the, the abuse or whatever that may be, you may just have to receive it. And of course, a, a four-year-old was pretty choiceless for them. And so the idea, Teresa. please go ahead. Please go ahead. Right. Oh, thank you, Tracy Ballard. Um, I think I understood you just said that you, you may not be able to cover, uh, uncover some things or be ready to look. Um, how might a meditator lighten up that drive to, um, get out of misery by trying to look at something that say, for example, the body and mind isn't ready to handle balance. So I think this is why we have a model like the, or a structure like the Buddha, the teaching person, the Dharma, what is being taught. Everything is dependently risen. There's no solid separate thing anywhere <laughs> to speak of it conceptually, but our, we think there is, and, and that simple statement isn't going to help. Even though that is, a, in a nutshell, that is the teaching. Even though people elaborate on this and write thousands of pages. And the other one, the most important one uh, that I think that is, a, and they're all either all equally important, but one that is often uh, neglected is Sangha. Community of people who are all perhaps under the same, functioning or learning under the same teacher and are you are studying the same material, community. Community is so important. It's so important to be with, it might be a, a Dharma brother or sister that is not easy to get along with, or you don't understand, you think they're full of themselves. But if they're studying the Dharma, there's some difference going on there. Some difference. And to, to separate, some people don't like the Sangha. I know I hated the Sangha for 35 years. And when I say hate it, I'm just saying it's difficult. It's like Coben said uh, when he was asked uh, for a definition of the Sangha, and he said it's a garbage pit. And why did he say that? Because people in the Sangha are beginning to look deeply into the causes and considerations that arise as their particular karma. And it's pretty smelly in that area. And that's why I say over and over again, train your mind. If I had not done some of this myself, I would not be able to talk this way. To realize no self is not a conclusion. You will not have evidence. You will not need evidence. If you need evidence, if you think there's reasons, uh, uh, things that, that show that you're awake or you're enlightened, uh, this is just highly sophisticated confusion showing up as pretense. Um, you might not know you're pretending because you might be convinced of the very thing that you're convincing others of. There are teachers all over doing this. Watch YouTube. Or don't. <clears throat> yes. If someone sees what who they are fundamentally, will they continue to hide out in many different ways? Uh, perhaps they will continue, but they will be aware of it, and also they will no longer be uh, 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 <clears throat> re refusing the shape of their ears. 
So they'll, they'll actually be responsible for the karma that they used to blame on others. There actually are the karma they've been trying to get rid of. And so therefore, they are Mahakala. They are the Buddha. They are Kushiti Garba. They, they live in hell. They live in heaven. They live there. They live there. They live there. There is no other. There's no other place. There's just this. If you realize it, you're liberated. If you don't realize it, you have work to do. And as I've said many times, I'll help you. And how do, how, how do I help you? Uh, I watch you and I meet you where you're at. Am I bragging about it? Not particularly. Yeah. Do we finish finding out who we are? Nope. No, there's no, there's no, there's no finish to it. <clears throat> there's no, there's no, there's no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There is a rainbow. There is a rainbow. She's on here somewhere. Where is she? Uh, Mark Bowing. Yes, Mark. Uh, I think I have forgiven my parents for the terrible violence they did to me. But uh, I don't, you know, but I, listening to you, I think <laughs> there must be a lot more in me. Um, and that, and I don't know what else to do besides sit and. Uh, I'm ready to respond. Thank you. Forgiveness is a cover-up. You're not going to hear that. You might hear it other places, but probably not many. Don't forgive anybody. Forgiveness is a cover-up. That's just another way of fueling the self-centered. I'm the one who's forgiven them. It's horse shit. Pardon my reference to uh, animal feces. It's, it's baloney to do that. It's a way, it's more about you getting away from that rather than really being responsible uh, the ability to respond for what has happened to you. These people that abused you, just like my parents that abused me, it's not about forgiving them. It's, it's seeing deeply into the confusion that they had to live with, that they tried to get rid of by abusing you. It's dependent origination uh, in, uh, in uh, 101. It's, it's just dependent origination. There are no beings in the skandhas. There's no one to forgive. If you forgive somebody, you just support the self-centeredness that is trying to get better. It's a misunderstanding. Don't believe a word I say. I'm not, I don't need any followers. I don't need any belief. I only need, a, what do they say in the Marine Corps? I only need a few good men and women. <laughs> Basically, I don't need anything. And that's not a bragging point. I don't need anything. I want some stuff. I don't, I don't, there's no demand going on. And you, uh, Mark, are not particularly uh, bad by forgiving people. This is conventional teaching. I just had to forgive them. Finally, I just forgave them. Such a relief. I forgave them. And uh, and they they uh, and then the other way around is uh, apologize. And I say, you can forgive. Just forgive. Say, yeah, yeah I'm going to let that go or I'm going to forgive them. And then, then no more, no more uh, strong kind of forgiveness um, mode going on there. Just like you can say, apologize to somebody. Apologize once, as you've heard me say. I think I gave a talk on that a few years ago. You apologize any more than once. You want something. It's merchandising again. Well, I apologize to you for that. Well, aren't you going to forgive me? It's not merchandising. 
the merchandising part sets up the situation of, uh, of uh, self-centeredness as opposed to someone else's self-centeredness. And it just goes on and on. It's difficult. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And you don't have to change anything. Just be aware. It's just aware. Further questions? Tano. There are people who have maybe been abusive, dishonest, etc. And I removed myself from the situation. They no longer seem to be those people, but I still don't trust them and don't communicate with them when they reach out. Can you say anything about that? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't do anything with it. Uh, like when you say, I no longer communicate with them when they reach out. Uh, that reaching out, I'm not, I don't know for sure because it's very situational. You might have someone reach out that that person, maybe you should interact with them somewhat. And the other person reaching out uh, to kind of, because they, they, they like you. They had, had kind of control at you at some point in some way. And, and they lost that and they, they don't realize that you've stopped talking to them because you just had enough. And now they're, they're coming back. And what am I, what am I doing? I'm yeah, writing a stage play. It's just more stuff, more stuff going on. So I would say, I would leave it up to your, uh, what intuition or insight about it. Do you, do you need to talk to them? Uh, saving all beings doesn't mean listening to everyone or, uh, buying into everyone's craziness and neurosis or the need for attention from you. So I, I would say going back to the, it's very situational with everything. So there's sometimes, that's why you can't set up a protocol. This is how you should act. How do I, someone asked me, how do I uh, relate to my spouse or my my brother or something like that? I say, you can receive, but if you're really receiving the passion, aggression, and ignorance as it shows up without adding any commentary, then if you need to do something about it, it will show up choicelessly. It will be just spontaneous understanding about, uh, which probably happened to you at one time. Uh, Sanho, you probably were interacting and you felt the abuse or whatever, and I'm kind of characterizing it for you here, but then you just stopped talking to them. Probably a good idea. And so less is better, but a little bit's okay. You know, this is why Buddhism is sometimes called the middle way, not too tight, not too loose. So you're there, you're present, not too tight, uh, grasping, not too loose, uh, rejection, uh, and just just observe, just receive in this way, whatever is showing up is going to have less coverings of preconceptions, ideas, judgments, and evaluations about that person. You'll be able to just fundamentally give the person a break without even spontaneously thinking of the thoughts like, I think I'll just give them a break. If you're thinking that, you're probably not. It's just probably a shiny cover-up. Not just you, but anyone. Good, good question. Further about that, uh, Sanho? A little bit of the inverse. There are people who may still be abusive, dishonest, thieving, and yet I'm beginning to see that that's not the whole picture. And I wonder, are there any teachings around how to receive those people, but also set a boundary with the negative, the negative side of the, the harmful side. <clears throat> yes. Talk to me. What you've been doing. And I'm not saying there aren't, you know, the, 
I could say, read the Lankavatara Sutra, the Samdhina Machana Sutra, the Heart Sutra, the Diamond Sutra, on and on. You can read those teachings or you can read commentaries on those teachings and there are different versions. You might stumble into uh, something that Trangu Rinpoche said uh, 20 years ago in a particular book of his. Uh, you know, that's it. that seems to be applying to that. So I'm not saying there aren't things there, but there's nothing that I can specifically think of uh, in your situation since you're a student of mine and you're lay ordained then I would say, talk to me about it. And that doesn't mean I'm going to be available uh, on the spot, although I try to be. But as I, as I say, my general uh, statement about this is train your mind uh, a lot. A lot is better. That's one case, a lot. And then uh, add and subtract and divide. Do the math about any given situation, any calculation about any situation. Less is better. Less movement, less doing, less appropriating, less uh, dispensing, uh, less grasping, less rejecting, less shutting down. As open as possible. And that's difficult when that which, which is arising in front of you is triggering a fear in yourself or apprehension or and so on. It's just it can be painful to do that. Further question? Not yet. Thank you. Oh, yes. uh, along those same lines, um, it seems that there are a lot of religious organizations and lineages that have um, abuse tied into them. Mm -hmm. uh, and on the one hand, some of the abusers have been very helpful, but others have been harmed. Yeah. How in this uh, understanding <clears throat> do we reconcile those two? Yeah. I don't know if you can reconcile it. It's like, how do we reconcile the chaos in the world? You can't reconcile that. Reconcile is a, a very relative, simple word uh, that has to do with relativity. Ultimate reconciliation is impossible. When I say it's impossible, I don't know that for sure, but that's how it looks from looking at it for a long time. Praise and blame are, are very, praise, thinking something is great and something else is horrible or something, one thing is right and someone else is wrong. Uh, that that covers everything. You, if you take any position on anything, if you take any position, you're missing you're missing the the profound vastness that is available to you. When I say vast, I mean really big. If you see it, the the hope and fear is gone, and the conclusions, the exclusions, and all of that just don't have any energy. They get their energy from passion, aggression, and, and ignorance. Uh, about teachers, there's all kinds of them. There's a big list these days because that whole thing is uh, can't be covered up anymore just because of the nature of uh, whatever, society, timing. Uh, my teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, was a, was a great Vajra master and helped me continue to live. I just did not want to live anymore. So I, you know, you could say I owe him. But uh, there isn't anyone else. There isn't anyone else but him. There isn't anyone else but what he represented. Uh, he's a basically a, a nobody. And the causes and conditions that arise, uh, the, the dependent origination that arises uh, is, is so um, uh, sticky. We want to know what's right. We want to know what's wrong. And there are people who, who completely shut down and abandon all of what the Vidyatara did in his life completely donated his life to others after being driven out of his or scared out of his country of Tibet. 
by a Chinese. Um, I'm not saying particularly give him credit, but don't ignore at the same time you're accusing him of uh, him or anybody else who's an abuser who has abused people. We're not, we're not trying to get rid of that. We're not trying to cover. I'm not trying to cover it up. But you, you can't. It's the whole. What is the image? And this doesn't even work. But you could say throw out the baby with the bathwater. It's not exactly that. But it's it's like that. Don't grasp this and reject that and constantly look for some kind of reference point. This is a. Uh, I know people who are extremely intelligent, wonderful people, kind, loving people who uh, who go to war with things they don't understand because they need an enemy in order to continue to be good. It's a relative thing. Relative goodness, relative darkness are hooked to each other. It's called not to. I'm, I'm happy to entertain you. You can't find a question I won't respond to. You might be embarrassed when you ask me, and you might be even more embarrassed when you hear my response. Maybe that's what you need. Come and get me. You think there's someone here? Come, yeah. and, come and get me. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I've struggled a lot with being dishonest in my past, and I've also found myself, especially in the past, living in close proximity to a lot of dishonest people. Um, how do I work? And it's caused chaos in my relationships. Um, how do mm -hmm. I work with that? So can you can you uh, can you back away from those relationships gradually, so it's not not to uh, create a lot of friction, but can you slowly back out of that and increase your your mind training so you can spend more and more time with people who are training their minds? You're looking at them. I'm not saying these people are saints, but they're on that path, and it may it may it may happen in this lifetime, it may happen three lifetimes from now. I, I don't care. I, I don't look at clocks. Clocks just have rabbits on them, Ra little rabbits. Number nine is like a rabbit. Number seven is like a uh, hanging tree with no noose. I I'm being silly, but I'm just saying, uh, just find a way to gradually back away uh, from those situations. If, if I'm even understanding your situation correctly, which I may not be, I may be missing something that you're asking me. Be more direct, please, and I'll respond. You know, if, if I'm, I'm in a relationship with someone that isn't dishonest, but I've been dishonest too. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I guess I, I just I, I don't know how to work with that situation. Are you, are you still in, are you still in um, relation? Are you still in relationship with that person? Yes. Do they know that you've been dishonest? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, did they forgive you? <laughs> complicated yeah i don't think there's a solid answer to that. yeah i'm not i'm it's rhetorical i'm not looking for <clears throat> uh for the response to that but i'm just saying it sounds to me like you just work do they are, are they do they meditate do they have any interest in mind training at all uh some yeah not intensely though well i wouldn't worry about it i mean i just i just needed to know to be able to respond i would just say Oh, they're not objecting to what to you meditating or studying the Dharma particularly. Yeah, so it sounds no. fine. So just keep going. You're a young guy. What are you, 15, 16? <laughs> 23. <laughs> yeah, 23. 
not that much difference. <laughs> so I would say just keep going. You, you know, you're very, I've talked to you enough to know that you're, you're sincere. You're, you have a, you know, insofar as you, as I can see, you're, you're genuine about your interest in the path. And I would say, keep going. As long as I'm here, I'll always, uh, as long as I'm alive, I'll always be here to, to support you or help you if, if you want it. And if you don't, I'm also fine being, uh, uh, you know, not being here at all. So it makes no difference, but I'm saying don't take anything for granted. Uh, don't believe anything. Don't disbelieve anything and don't look away. And how we do that is to see the way we spontaneously believe something and we, how we spontaneously disbelieve other things. We, 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 because it is coming out of dependent origination, there's no being behind that. But the being, the self-centeredness, the subjectivity, well, we'll see that attitude, that emotion, and we'll join with it. Because it, anytime you take a position on anything, the self-centeredness, which is unreal, gets nutrition or fuel to continue to be self-centered from that, from that uh, grasping this, rejecting that. I think I think she's good. I think she's bad. I think he's good. I think this is good. That's bad. This, this, this. And it's there. I mean, you can find good and evil everywhere. We're, it's all over uh, CNN. Uh, it's just everywhere. It's in our families. It's in our relationships. I would say um, uh, clarify, clarify, clarify. Sit down wholesale. How do you do that? Look at the confusion and notice how much confusion is just coming up spontaneously in, in your own mind stream that is also tends to find a cause outside of it in another person, possibly even in the teacher, which that's what, uh, that's what she's there for. When I say she, I mean the teacher. The teacher has no gender. Further, Ian? Yeah, I have, I have a little bit further question. Um, and what I'm hearing you say is... Is there a way to observe relative dishonesty without owning it as my identity? Hmm. Um, or do I? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You can do either or. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I thought I asked my question. <laughs> You asked I'm just wondering if the way to observe dishonesty without owning it, or yeah, but, or do I, or, or is it something that needs to be owned? As no, no, as, no, no. Forget, forget owning. Yeah, if, okay. yeah. If you just observe dishonesty, if you own it, then there's an identity that's getting a credential for at least I own my dishonesty. I'll do it. Observe. Let the dishonesty be as a. Uh, wrinkled and shabby and uncomfortable as it is. However it appears, that's how it appears. First thought, best thought. First first impression is it. Anything else is probably the confetti you sprinkle on it or the sprinklers. Just observe, just observe. Keep more and more radical, more and more minimalist, more and more just this, just this. If you have to say anything, you can say just this, and eventually you'll say just, and eventually that word will vanish and you'll you'll just receive, just receive. Without a description, you might have to tell somebody if somebody asks you how to meditate, you might say just receive. But, you know, it's it's even more radical than that. The words are gone. The spaciousness begins to crack open. And this to the self-centered mind, this is terrifying. It can be terrifying. And without uh, without a, this kind of an algorithm, a Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, without that structure, very difficult for the individual to proceed. And there are people who are 
claiming to be, when I say claiming, I'm not against that. Some You have to start somewhere claiming to practice Buddhism and they have robes on. I don't believe anything. This is a cloth. This is not an object. This is not an object. If you see clearly, you don't see this. If you see clearly, you do not, you do not see what is on my head. I think I still see it. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank okay. You, You're welcome. You're welcome. My pleasure, my friend. Further questions, if you have them. There are a few questions from YouTube. Okay, thank you. Susan in Traverse City asks, do we attract what we experience in this lifetime? Is it just a byproduct of dependent arising? <clears throat> I, wouldn't, I, I would say it's, it's just dependent arising. Dependent origination is, is the very nature of this whole situation relatively. Uh, and in deeper layers of consciousness where there, where there's just still some kind of objectivity happening, like a thought pattern. That's an object. It just is on a, uh, a frequency that is not as apparent. So if I'm understanding your question, yeah, you, there's attraction, repulsion, and, uh, and uh, neutrality happening all the time with everything. The more you can just observe the more you'll, you you won't know if there's anybody observing anything. The more the observing will be without an observer, and the more the observing will be less and less take on some kind of ontological or phenomenological position or status or or a texture. It would be less and less and less. And the ego mind doesn't like that. Ego mind wants to be someone going somewhere, having something, having feelings and emotions. And uh, each path is going to be different. Some people's path is flooded with all kinds of phenomena, and yet it's uh, uh, it's uh, less in the, this physical realm and more in the uh, intermediate state or in the, the Sambhogakaya, Dharmakaya, to be technical about it. How do I know? I don't know. I don't have. I don't operate out of relative knowledge. Although it's available to me, I have a dictionary. I have a Chisho. Wait a minute, Chisho's in retreat. I can't even use him right now. <laughs> a question from Joseph in Kalamazoo. Joseph. In my social emotional learning class for sixth graders, our curriculum instructs us to teach our students to regularly name what they are feeling. Is this a healthy practice? Can you think of a way to teach this without teaching, without leading my students towards locking down or drawing conclusions? How old yeah. are they? Sixth graders? So they're sixth graders like 12, maybe? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't do that, but I, I'm not against someone who is working with children in some way other than just cramming them with stuff. So uh, there's some some kind of uh, empowering them a little bit to do that, but yes, the naming the naming and so on uh, is workable in some ways, but without with train their mind, then it just becomes a project to try to get their children to act different. Rather than and, and acting, anytime you're trying to get yourself to act different, you're covering up what is fundamentally the issue. 
it happens all it's all over it's just uh, what, what is that what's that word all pervasive yes confusion is everywhere but i wouldn't uh i wouldn't say uh if you're doing that i would say um just i wouldn't make it too militant and, and if someone can't do that then i would i would i would encourage the the can't do that in other words i would be with that and you know one way i'm just going to come up with something here so you can get an idea of what i'm talking about someone says i can't really do that i can't name anything and then you would acknowledge that yes that's how you do it but i but i'm not naming it yes you are you're doing exactly what you need to do don't 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 set up any any um, standards for 12 year olds that's what I'm saying. Someone who's doing that out of some kind of a satipatthana or understanding of mindfulness practice coming out of the 25 centuries ago, misunderstanding. This is not the social structure that was happening in ancient India or Japan or China. It's much different. These children, they didn't have those things. They didn't have that. They didn't have the incredible communication between or education or sophistication. And to, to go back into that without acknowledging that and set it up as an accomplishment. They tend to want to, young people tend to want to accomplish, be somebody, be educated, get somewhere. There might be out of 100 children that age, there might be two or three that are actually interested in meditation. But that should be their choice, not, not some kind of thing that we set up for children. Since you asked, that's my response. I'm happy to talk to you more about it if you wish or not. We never have to discuss it again. Sonia Valley. Yes. Earlier when we were talking about this talk title, um, you made a, a statement saying that the interior abuser is looking for permission. Yes. So how does <clears throat> someone perhaps who has a lot of power give permission to others. Um, you mean the well, example of somebody who has had a lot of power and other people who, uh, who whose interior abuser is resonating with that? They do it just by by being the, the big, huge, robust, you know, I'll do it my way clown, you know, being out there and people who, who have been hiding out for that from that aspect of themselves because it's not socially acceptable. Suddenly they have somebody who's breaking through the convention, through the convention and being that person that's finally saying, you know, finally saying what they've been feeling about the Jews or saying what they've been feeling about uh, black people or, or any other group. And, and just we the, the person just starts to feel validated in some way, a way of actually joining something, killing people, you know, kill people. We have uh, uh, the, the situation that we have uh, is, is not just one person that's a bad guy. It's the whole it's the whole uh, mess of society. And we keep trying to return to something like democracy now. Mm. Very, very difficult to do that. I'm not saying we should do away with it. Of course not. But I'm saying uh, the confusion the only way I understand it, and the, the way I understand it, is each person has to train their mind. You have to train their mind. You can't do it with a society. Uh, even this, the Sangha, uh, Sangha situation, in my experience, is very difficult because some people in the Sangha want that kind of power. And I've met them over the last close to 50 years. 
and people want that, but they're part of the Sangha, so you have to work with them. More? That's good. Good question. The whole, when you buy, the whole idea of permission, I think, is uh, what is it that people see or that we see that the, in someone else that then uh, no. converts into what we call permission? What is permission? Well, I don't know. It's, you know, you could take it the other way and say the person who is, uh, uh, who has a who has a teacher, which I had teachers who who com continually relates to that at a, a different level, which is still relative, but it's it's a, a level of uh, uh, of um, a consciousness that is manifesting as a uh, the con conventional idea around the bodhisattva, or the being who's given up on his or her motivation to get somewhere for themselves and just about serving others. And if one does that, eventually you find that that doesn't mean meddling with others. That means being respectful of people's confusion. Not easy to do if you've been disrespecting your own confusion. So it goes the other way. The other loop of it is to go underneath and go backwards. And then, you know, it's just like the whole idea of the uh, God and the devil kind of polarity. And this is why you see in uh, even in, in ancient uh, Christianity, there was some some respect being paid to. Uh, demonic energy kind of energy and uh, we could go back and talk about that but don't need to do that I'm just saying that th those are not separate from each other uh, delusion and awakening are not two different things delusion is delusion awakening is awakening but actual awakening actual awakening transcends both of those but you have to start somewhere so you have to start with uh, with a rowboat with oars and see that there, there's an ore here, there's an ore here. More? Less? Welcome. Further questions? Sandra Bauer. Go ahead, Sandra. For the people who for the people who need power, how can we be respectful of them and their need of power, Sano Bauer? And again, Sano, it's situational. So that structure could be, you know, your next door neighbor, it could be your boss, it could be, could be, could be, could be. And it would be, it would be, uh, you know, some people you would actually just go away. Some people you might, you might move right into their territory by uh, three and a half inches and say, so how are you feeling? How are, how are things going for you? You might be inquisitive. You might, you're not ignoring their negativity or ignore their power grab, but you might try to uh, change the frequency. So you begin to talk to them in another level. I mean, if they, uh, I don't want to go too far with this because I think it's your situation each person's situation, and it's not about manipulating them into being someone else. It's about meeting them where they're at. If you haven't faced your own confusion, not just you, Sano, but anybody, if you not face that, if there's still some kind of difficulty with your identity or who you are, it's going to be difficult to uh, meet other people where they, are, where they are. On the other hand, if you try to do that, and if you're a meditator, if you have a strong sitting practice, you might start to see that what's resonating uh, in you is starting to resonate as confusion is actually starting to resonate with the confusion you are trying to address or you're projecting onto in the other person, if you follow me. They're not separate. Everything is dependently arisen. It looks like they're solid beings, but they are not. And if you understand what this is, you actually are fearless. In other words, you're not, af you're not afraid of their, their negativity. 
Uh, I'm not saying that if you're four years old and the other person is uh, 35 years old, you might not be physically afraid of them. Of course, that's a different situation. But if it's another person, an adult that you're talking to, then you could meet that negativity by stepping into it. When I say step into it, that's lots of some metaphorical ideas, but you're just with that. How, how does that, you know, you might ask them about that without spelling it out, like saying, uh, how does it feel to be an asshole? I'm not saying that. I'm saying you might say, I noticed the, the, the way you work with negativity uh, is, is very specific and very, and very definite. You do that very definitely. How, how does that, is there any kind of thoughts behind that or how you work with that? In other words, you're entering into their area and, and they're, because they need approval so bad, they will read that as approval. And that gives you that reading that as approval gives you some entrance further into their, the, the, their uh, cave of demons, which they think are angels. Uh, it gives you entrance in there. And then you're able to maybe relate with them in a way that, uh, uh, or it gives you more clarity about their motivation. Their motivation is probably going to be fear. Or, or need the need of control, which is another way of saying fear. They, they can't stand an open dimension of being. And the one who realizes their true nature, uh, there isn't anything but this. They aren't separate from anything. The whole open dimension is not about uh, uh, the agoraphobia of the ego. It's about, <laughs> it's about time <laughs> and it's about space. So just meet it where it's at. Strong spitting practice will give you, uh, allow you to get a little bit closer than you would have otherwise and do it with, uh, <clears throat> you know, do it with your own intelligence. Meet, if you really sincerely want to help that person to be with that person, then you're going to have to talk to them about stuff that is uncomfortable. And seeing someone's uh, confusion, their delusion and their neurosis, the bubbling edges of that, that uh, crap that is neurosis. Difficult to meet that without wanting to what? Medicate them, let alone meditate them. And I have to meet them without without a, without any desire to, to fix them or do anything other than the, your general desire as you receive the precept to be with all things. Start there. Be with that. Be with that kind of crap. That doesn't mean accept it. If they if it starts to get smelly, then sit, just, just say, well, got to get going. Got another appointment. Even though you don't have another appointment. Uh, in the conventional sense, yes, you have another appointment. You have to be by yourself for a while to get away from them. You don't have to tell them what the appointment is. Kevin Bowie. Yes, Kevin. Earlier you mentioned sense of humor. How does sense of humor help us when we knock over a rock and find our inner abuser or thief? Yeah. Uh, just... <clears throat> If you see this thief and you see the inner abuser and you grasp at that to get rid of it, you grasp at that to explain it, you grasp at that to justify it, you grasp at that, any kind of relationship with that that is based on otherness, that inner abuser, uh, look at the inner abuser. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into this very literally and visually. Look at the inner abuser, inner abuser and notice the tremendous space around that. That's the sense of humor. The sense of humor is realizing that nothing is real. Uh, I don't care how much it hurts. The actual pain is, is humor. It doesn't mean you're laughing about it. You're not going to laugh about that. But if you, if, you, if you have pain, the next time you have intense pain around anything, go in and see the spaciousness of it. It might yell louder. But you're, you need to be what you need to be not separate from anything that's arising. 
I think it takes, you know, the relative word is it takes courage to do that. And how do you get courage? You don't get courage. You are courage if you stop, uh, if you stop uh, particularly buying into believing your thoughts, your ideas, your conclusions, and just watch things conclude, watch it conclude. If you watch it conclude and you don't second the motion, it can't keep going. It needs to, the, the motion needs to be uh, well, second in Robert's rules of order. So is humor synonymous for space bowing? Yes. The, the, the conventional way of demonstrating that is uh, the, the, the humorist, the stand-up comic, uh, the um, um, wh whoever it may be, whoever your favorite comic is, will set something up and then you start to buy into it as something they're saying, and then they, they drop out of it. They pull the rug out from under you, and suddenly you're left with the openness of that, and then we laugh. So it's just they're, they're just masters of space. The, the one who is able to set up a story in such a way. George Carlin was master at that. He was so masterful at it that he fell into his own space constantly. And that's why he was, he was so powerful, such a powerful comic, if those of you who remember him. The other one, a uh, real early one in the 1950s that used uh, 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 his rhetoric was a lot of swear words and, and uh, disrespectful images. Uh, Lenny Bruce. Uh, Lenny Bruce was actually the probably the first comedian. <laughs> Other than the Buddha, the Buddha was pretty funny. <laughs> yes. When a comedian pulls the rug out from us and we're hit with unexpected space, it's funny. But sometimes when life does that, it's terrifying. Yes. So what's the difference? It's just a different expression of space. Just, just terror is terror. You don't have to laugh about terror, but just don't, 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 uh, don't explain it. Don't justify it. Don't blame anyone. Don't abandon the terror for what caused it. Don't abandon the terror for, for how it could go away or what it is or, or trying to make it into something funny. Just be, be terrified. Be genuine. Be who you are. Be genuine. Uh, ready for anything. When I say ready for anything, I'm not saying. Uh, I'm not saying some kind of milk kind of thing or some kind of macho. I mean, the, the most macho people in the world are mothers who give birth. That's pretty macho. I mean, that's a pretty powerful thing that they do. I know I was born. And my mother and I, just a, a quick uh, story. The doctor came out and told my aunt, you know, this is not good. I don't know if I can even... Save one of them, let alone both of them. He saved both of us. <laughs> Maria Bowie, um, what what is it about humor breathing into a situation much more easily when I am telling someone the story of agony as opposed to me being alone? With it, it seems like humor jumps out the back window when I'm alone. And yet, in the second and third incarnation of that, it, yeah. it just steps right in. That's why you're, that's why you're an actor. 
I mean, actors get on stage and they get on stage to release, release their demons. I mean, just to put it literally, that's why painters paint and uh, artists art and poets poet and actors act. We, we, we have something we don't know. We have something we understand and we want to say this. We want to express this. So we find ourselves a, a way to do that. been happening uh, since ancient times. And some, some actors are extremely good at manifesting those kind of archetypes in such a way that they, they resonate with large numbers of people. Other people, maybe they don't resonate with large numbers of people, but they're doing something very similar. One is not better than the other. Just like anyone sitting down to make a painting or something, there's no, that painting isn't a bad painting opposed to a beautiful painting. It's just an expression, human expression. Dedicate the merit. Family, friends, and visitors. You know, everyone who is unhappy, sick. 